You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 257. The buyer determines the price. Let it sink in. It's not the appraisal. It's not the seller. It's not the market. It is the buyer that determines the price. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial over at www.audibletrial.com forward slash wholesaling inc. With over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, your Android, your Kindle, or your MP3 player if you still use one, it is a no-brainer to take advantage of this special offer. Just go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash wholesaling and download your free audiobook today. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Brent Daniels here. And the number one question I get the absolute most is, is this a deal, Brent? Is this a deal or no deal on a certain property that they're talking about, right? You, you start doing your marketing, right? And, and people... People understand me as the talk to people guy, the, the cold calling expert. I teach people around the country how to pick up the phone and make calls. So they get a lot of leads and a lot. The biggest question is the thing that gets your heart pumping the most, the, the gets you excited and the, the synapses in your brain start firing off is, could this possibly be my first wholesale deal? Could this possibly be the first deal that I got from just cold calling? Could I change my life with this deal right here? Could I wholesale this and make 10, 20, $50,000 and like completely like all of a sudden life has changed. I go from that place of, I believe I can do this to the place where it's a fact. And once you're in that place where it's a fact, oh my gosh, that's when the exciting moments start happening. That's when you start being a true entrepreneur. So let's take a look at it and let's dissect this question a little bit. Okay, what most people do off the bat is they talk to a homeowner, whether they get called off of a bandit sign or a mail piece or on the internet or whatever, on the internet, that sounds ridiculous, on whatever, if they do a pay-per-click or a SEO, you know, however they have that contact, or they're proactive, they start picking up the phone, they start talking to people, or they go to the doors and they're door knocking. Anyway, they have an address, they have a condition of the property, they kind of have a motivation from the seller and they're wondering, can I possibly... Could this be a deal? So well, a couple of things that most people do is most people go to Zillow, right? Zillow or Trulia, Redfin or eAppraisal.com, right? You can kind of get a, a general sense of this. And it's a good resource to use, especially when you're starting out. Now, if you're a real estate agent, if you understand values, if, you're, if you are an appraisal, it's going to be a lot easier for you. But the fundamental thing that you have to get through right now, what you need to understand the absolute most is you have to understand what your cash buyer database is buying and how much they're buying it for. Okay. It doesn't matter. Remember on every single transaction that takes place anywhere on the planet, I don't care if it's this marker or if it's a Lamborghini or if it's a light or if it's a camera or if it's a house, the buyer determines the price. Let it sink in. It's not the appraisal. It's not the seller. It's not the market. It is the buyer that determines the price. 
So with that, what are your buyers willing to pay for these deals? That is absolutely fundamental. Number one, when it comes to wholesaling, you have to have a robust and active cash buyer database, 100%. And you need to talk to them and find out what they're spending in certain areas on certain properties. But listen, that's all foof, Brent. That's all air. That's all that means nothing to me. Give me something tangible. Okay. I'll tell you what. Now I don't, this is not the best way to understand if it's a deal or not a deal. So you can critique it, but it's not the best way. Okay. This is just, I'll show you how we do it here and I'll show you how a lot of my students around the country do this. Okay. So around the country, it is pretty standard to say something called ARV, the adjusted retail value, right? Or after repair value, whatever it is, ARV, right? This is what it's going to sell for. Once it's really, really, really nice, what is it going to sell for? Let's say that that is $100,000. Okay. Now, what most people do is most people are taught to go 0.7% of this, 0.7 times 100,000 is, is kind of the industry standard on where you, that's the spread that you want in there minus the repair value. So let's say it needs 25,000 in repairs and you minus this from the 70,000, right? And you're now at uh, 45,000 is what, what people are telling you, you should be able to sell that to an investor for. <sighs> I don't necessarily agree with that, but it depends on your market. So, and then you add yours. So for something that would sell at a hundred, you'd have to be at like 35,000, you know, to make 10,000 on an assignment fee. Hope that makes sense. If it doesn't comment down below, I can break it down a little bit more. But if that makes sense, that makes sense. So that's kind of what the industry standard. Now here in Phoenix, Arizona, because we are competitive, we go at a little bit different. So what I have is a hundred thousand dollar property. I've got, I, I times my ARV every time, depending on value. If it's under, let's say 80,000, this, this adjusts and I'll go through that too, but a hundred thousand ARV times 0.84. What does that mean? So I believe, I know my cash buyers, and this is why it's important to understand your cash buyers. It goes back to the beginning of this video. My cash buyers want to make 10% on their money. Okay. If they put in, let's say 80,000, they want 8,000 back as a return. Now you might say, Brent, that's absolutely bananas. I know in my market, fix and flippers won't do anything for less than 20,000 profit or 30,000 profit. Maybe. And then maybe somebody like me or somebody else will come in there, doesn't mind making 10 or 15,000 on a deal and beat them like a drum and take every deal, which is usually how the market sorts out. So I'd be really careful by making the assumption that it has to be 70% minus repairs, minus what you want to make on it. I'm just telling you, that's not real world. That's like, you know, some chat, chat room nonsense. That's some, some people that haven't done deals and it's just theory. That's like going to a RIA meeting and people are telling you that they won't even look at a deal unless it's, you know, 30%, unless they can get it and make, you know, 30% profit on it. Okay. Okay. Well, how many deals have they done? You know, they're still waiting around. You know, they've been to the same RIA for six years, haven't done a deal. This is real life. This is stuff that everybody that does a lot of business has experienced. So it's really important you understand what percentage does my cash buyers need to make. And more importantly, if it's just a number, what if it's just 15,000? I just need to make 15,000 on a deal. I don't care if it's 400,000 
or if it's a hundred thousand, I just need to make 15 K every time and just keep turning it over and turning it over. How about that? There's no way to know unless you have a really healthy cash buyer database that you're communicating with all the time. So let me go back to this here in Phoenix, 0.84. So now it's a much different number. I'm at 84,000 here minus the, that repairs, right? And now I'm down to 59,000 is what I can offer. If I want to make 10, which I don't, I always try to make 20 on every deal. But if I want to make 10, now I'm at 49,000. Remember the last time, the, the person that was offering 35,000, I could go up 14,000 and still make 10,000 because I know my cash buyer database. So it's absolutely fundamental to understand what is the strategy? Every buyer is different, right? Every buyer, what if, what if one buyer can fix up a house for 50,000, but the other one can fix it up for 30? You need to know that. That's why building your cash buyer database is so dynamic. Let me give you a tip for building your cash buyer database. Number one, talk to your title title and escrow companies or your closing attorney and ask them, who is buying the most properties? Who do I need to talk to? Who can I send my best, juiciest deals to? I want to make sure that it brings business to you, Mr. Title Company, Miss, Miss, uh, Miss Attorney. I want to make sure that we do that. So who do I need to talk to and be connected, be connected with so that I can make sure that um, we bring you the business? And they start talking. Then go start looking at all the places as you're driving in the neighborhoods that have those big, you know, dumpsters in the front of them. Go talk to the, go talk to the people there. Go see what's going on. Go start building it up. Start looking at everybody that's doing fix and flips and have these brand new built properties. Go find the owners of those throughout the country. This works, guys. Get on the database of every wholesaler out there. Get on their email blast out. Keep track or have a VA keep track of all those addresses and then see who actually closes on those deals and adopt those buyers. How does that sound? You can build your cash buyer database. I'm telling you, and you need to be, you need to communicate with them and don't be intimidated by them. Just have a good conversation, provide value. Say, I want to, I want to bring you the best deals. What are you looking for? Some of them are going to be jackasses. Some of them are going to be absolutely legit. So just learn to create a filter to determine which ones are the best, which ones are just wasting your time. And I'm telling you, you can, you, you will be able to know if it's a deal or not a deal. I gave you a little bit of the, the analytics there so that you can play around with it and see if that works for you. Or you can just go directly to your cash buyer database and determine, because here's the thing. I have seen student after student hallucinate in their mind and imagine that, the, that their buyers need to make a certain amount and they pass on deals that more seasoned people grab and sell. And sell for a lot more because they don't understand the strategy, the exit strategy of every single buyer. Some of them will pay over market value in certain price ranges to do turnkey rentals. I mean, there's so many different options here. And the only way to know specifically for your market is to get in and have conversations with your cash buyers and understand what they're looking for and how much they're trying to make, get into their mentality and never assume you know. If you want a, the best rule of thumb on deal or no deal, lock it up as low as you can. See what the lowest house is sold for within a mile and be under that. Life's going to be good. So I hope this was helpful. I love you guys and I'll talk to you soon. 
That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.